0: Hey, so I've got great news for you. You'll want to sit down and listen intently. This is yet another episode of the Is Told by Reese podcast, and I am your host, Reese. Yep, that is the news, and yeah, it's pretty good. Why is it good? Because it was last week that I had the last episode. The week before that, I had another episode. That's right, I'm consistent. Now, let's not get all into which day of the week I never promised same day every week. I just promised, well, I didn't even promise every week, but somehow I'm delivering an episode every week. Round of applause. If I had the button, I would do that right now, but I don't have the button. Why? Because I don't have many buttons to press, except for the ones that I push every single episode. I push your buttons, the hot buttons, other buttons that i can't think of right now but today we're gonna have a bit of a fun podcast in my opinion last few podcasts has been all about hey this is how you do anything it's been advice it's been direction it's been guidance it's been those things that that's cool that's great that's great and all but i don't always want to turn what i'm doing into that not always it's Sometimes you just it it gets to be too much. And I don't want to be the grind, motivation, you can make it, all that other stuff podcast. You can if you want. But as I set out, this podcast is like talking to your best friend or something like that, right? So we're going to talk about some other things. You don't always talk about the same exact thing with your best friend the whole entire time. You talk about a lot of different things. And today, we're just going to veer away from that, and probably for the next few episodes. For the next few episodes, but we're going to dive in deep waters for the next few episodes. I think this one's going to just be light and fun and random, (laughs) like a significant amount of my other ones. Why? Because, hey, life is so serious, and sometimes you just got to look at it and say, why so serious? Then you realize all the things that are wrong with life, and you say, well, why not so serious? So we're going to amuse a few things. There's going to be a a fun and amusing thing that we're going to talk about. But before we get into all that, I would always, always, always welcome you to um, review this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all the places. Also, you can always send me an email at podcast at gmail.com. And I'll read it on air. I want to read one on air. Just send me one. So I can read that one on air. And hopefully it's nobody I know directly. Because I'll be like. Ah. That's a participation trophy. Hopefully it's somebody. That I don't know at all. And was like. I discovered your podcast. Out of the middle of nowhere. And I really like it. And then I'm going to tell that person. Yeah. Specifically. That's what I want you to write. Just kidding. Um, But. We have a few different topics to get into, and I think I want to get started right away. I think I just want to have a smooth intro into talking about things. So I'll give a little break in the in the talking, and then we're gonna go right into the topics. Time to make a confession. Often, I wonder if a question is rhetorical or philosophical. Is it rhetorical in nature? Or is it philosophical in nature? And what I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Without doing any research, I've always thought of rhetoric as a part of philosophy. Now, I was wrong. I was wrong about that. But we'll get into that. I, I wanted to tell you I was wrong about that right now, so you don't click off and be like, oh, this guy's an idiot. He thought rhetoric was part of philosophy. Now, rhetorical question is part of philosophy, but we'll get to that when we get there. Right? As defined by the Oxford Languages... Philosophy is the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence, especially when considered as an academic discipline. And then rhetoric has come to define by that same Oxford languages as the art of effective or persuasive speaking or writing, especially the use of figures of speech and other compositional techniques, or language design have a persuasive or impressive effect on its audience, but often regarded as lacking in sincerity or meaningful content. And... I remember now, like, yeah, no, 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 rhetoric has often had a negative connotation to it. Well, philosophy only has a negative connotation to your parents who paid for you to get a degree and such. Now, it's funny that I defined both of them because you'd think at this point, I'm going to do a deep dive into either, but no, that's actually not what this is. It's me explaining that. I understand that it's a bit different because I want to talk about a philosophical question versus a rhetorical one. That is where I was going with this. And specifically why I was going with this series, I'll tell you in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> That's right, we don't actually have a sponsor. But wouldn't it have been cool if we had one? Question mark? Now, I believe someone who is a philosophy major does have to take a course in rhetoric or courses in rhetoric. I was not, I was a business major, so I don't know what they had to take. But I feel like I've heard places that those two go hand in hand. Peeling back the curtain a little bit, I can tell you what just happened. I had to take a break, why? Because my dog was going nuts, and also food got delivered, but that's not a big deal. Dog's going nuts. So I had to calm the dog down, and well, it's funny because she hasn't been barking all day, period. And it's funny because the moment I decide, hey, let me record this podcast and get it on out, that is when she starts barking. So, I think that's the universe saying, don't do this podcast. So, this is actually the end. Just kidding. Back to rhetorical versus philosophical, right? And I think I said you have to take rhetoric if you're a philosophy major. I think you have to do that if you're a law major. I'm pretty sure you have to do it in law because rhetoric. Like, that's what lawyers use to convince juries and others to their side, judges, etc. They use a lot of rhetoric sometimes backed up by facts, sometimes not. But when you're a lawyer in a case, you can't let a little thing like the facts stop you from winning your case. But I say all that to go back to the front, right? So certainly in philosophy, when you come up with philosophical ideals or you're trying to convince somebody that your ideals are right, that you've come up with your, your machinations of the world, the universe, existence, or something small like your imaginations about your house, or which fabric is the best to you, fabric softener is the best to you, whatever it may be. And you're trying to convince someone, use rhetoric. Or you're trying to convince yourself sometimes, use rhetoric. Like, hmm, these are half picked ideas, but I believe in it. I go with it. None of this is about that at all. I have a rhetorical slash philosophical question for you right now. It's one that you've heard before. It's a question as old as time itself. Since time immemorial, not that old, but pretty old, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Now, depending on the age I've been, I've had very different answers to this it's always yes why because the tree still fell the tree like that actually did happen but if nobody was around to observe it happening then it's as if it never fell but then I thought about things that come after that like what if someone happened upon the tree and saw it down well then yeah obviously made a sound because why would it be falling down if it made a sound But what if by some miracle, there was a wind vacuum, and it still fell and there's no sound to make? Now that's me taking the rhetorical question to the extremes. It's supposed to be something that gets you to thinking. We know the meaning behind it. If something happens, and no one is around to witness that something happening, and no one ever witnesses that thing happening, then did it ever really happen? It's a great question. If it happens in the void, the void of nowhere, and no one will ever happen upon it, then did it happen? Well, I can tell you simultaneously yes and no. And no, I'm not going to get into Schrodinger's cat, even though one day we'll get into Schrodinger's cat, right? And while I can say this, I'm going to use a very real, very funny uh, example, real life example. As you know, this thing that you're listening to right now is my podcast. It's told by Reese Podcast. And I put a lot of effort, energy, love, heart, sweat, blood, and tears in this. Have a lot of fun, right? What you didn't know, what you may not know, what most of you don't know, almost 100% of you don't know, is I actually have a YouTube channel where, randomly, I will post all the old episodes of this podcast. Now, I'm up to episode four. Because I don't want to down- upload them right away. I just want it to trickle in. I want it to trickle in, right? And I can honestly say I have no views. I'm talking about zero views. Even though I've posted all of the content on YouTube and no one's watched it. No one knows, so up until now, up until right now, up until this very moment, no one knows that it existed on YouTube, even though it very much did. Even though it very much exists on YouTube and existed for over a year, nobody has come to watch it. And that's funny because there are people who actually do listen to this podcast. Not that I ever said I'm on YouTube, or if I did, I mentioned it in passing. But nobody's watched it, even though it exists. So, until this very moment, until this very moment that I told you, hey, this thing exists, it did not exist to you. And now it does. But it probably doesn't, because you never search for it. And this isn't a plug, like, go search for it. But I just thought that was interesting. That was an interesting real-life example for me. Like, well, mm, it is up until now, up until someone else sees it, in my opinion, It exists, and yet it doesn't exist, and it seems like a paradox, but it's, to me, that's both states, because if no one ever watches it, sure, it's not going to change the fact that it physically exists somewhere in digital space, but if no one ever listened to it, then it would be as well as it did not exist. It would mean, it would legitimately have a case for being the same thing. Because, sure, somebody could happen upon it. But if no one ever does, you know? If no one ever does. And I think that's interesting. I think that's a very interesting um, concept, conceptually. And I relate it back to the tree. Why? Because rhetorical questions growing up when you ask them, you always have, I always like having answers for rhetorical questions like, what's the sound of one hand clapping? You can clap with one hand, or you can close and open your one hand rapidly. But what they mean is, what's the sound of one hand clapping against no other hand? Not clapping against itself, but clapping against nothing then there's no sound of one hand clapping but then if you're a smart ass like me you're just like up oh, here it is that's what that is or you can clap it against something or you can clap it there's always ways around rhetorical questions and philosophical questions but but there's ways around there's ways around rhetorical questions i think it's i don't think there's supposed to be a way around philosophical questions i believe there's supposed to be a way through like but well, they're both exercise in thinking. They're both supposed to make you reflect, ponder, or sometimes just to shut up. <laughs> a parent will ask you something, just to just shut up and get you out the way and thinking for a while. And I think that's hilarious. Sometimes a rhetorical question is used to make a point. Same philosophical question. But if you're someone who deals with uncertainties or you're someone who always has an answer for everything... You're going to have answers for rhetorical questions. Uh, Because here's the thing. You're somebody that deals in what what we perceive as reality. And I'm not going to keep saying that. You're someone who deals in reality. and concretes and things you can see, feel, hear, experience with all the senses and things you can know. Things that are scientific, empirically proven. Those sort of things. Like that, that rock solid foundational things. So if... If someone asked you about the tree question, you're going to say, of course it makes a noise. It's a tree. It fell. But also, if you're someone who is philosophical about that, it's like, well, no one? You have to mean no one human being or not a single living entity. Or not a single entity, period. On this realm or the next. Take me, for example, right? Now, I'm doing a lot of things, and I plan on doing a lot of things for the rest of my life. And by a lot of things, I mean I'm doing a lot of things so I can become a quote-unquote success in my mind, so I can have uh, the creative freedom or the freedom of my time to do with what I want, how I want, when I want, etc. right? <clears throat> now, I have this mythical thing of making it. I have the goal, right? And I'm not staying here on me because, again, this this is not going to be advice or anything at all. Not this episode. But for me, I feel like I'm always one away. I'm one song away. I'm one video away. I'm one stream away. I'm one idea away from mastering my destiny or whatever from the goal, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or what have you. Now at this stage, we don't know if I am or not. We know right now that if I stop, I'm most likely not. So the only way to find out for sure is to continue going. But if I continue going and never get there, then was it ever meant for me to get to that destination in the first place? Another example, let's say I have 999 tries, I get to my 1,000th. And 1,000th try, that is actually when I'll hit hit the success, the quote-unquote success that I'm looking for, and that 1,000th try. But what if I don't know that? What if I don't know that I need to try 999 failures till there's a 1,000th try, and that 1,000th try is the success? Like, I don't know that for sure. Like, I don't know that at all. That thousandth success could be, the, that thousandth try could be the success, or it could just be the thousandth failure in a long line of failure. What if I stop at 999? What if I stop at 999 exactly? Because again, these we don't know when it's going to happen, but had I done that thousandth, that would have been the moment. The moment that led to the moment that led to the moment. We don't know. What if I've already actually put it out there? Put that thing that's going to make me successful in motion. Like, what if it's actually already out there? What if it's a YouTube video I made five, six years ago that all of a sudden get discovered or something? What if it's uh, one of the songs that somebody finally hears and says, you know what? I want to hire you as a songwriter. What if, I don't know, I help somebody at some point in time and they happen to cross my feed and say, you know what? I want to help him for that time he helped me. Who knows? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. Uh, What we do know, for certain, right now, is I'm not the success I'm looking to be. Because personally, I have used, as a form of psychology, that I'm one away idea on myself. I've used it. That idea that I'm one away. I've utilized it on myself, when really, I'm like, am I one away? Or am I forever away? For example, what if the calculation, the actual equation for my success, was infinity plus one? Then I'm never going to reach it. I will always be reaching infinity. I'll never get to that plus one. But guess what? Philosophical, rhetorical aside, none of that matters because we're going to make it. Is what I'm going to say to you. I don't say that to my therapist, though. My therapist being my friends. Anyway. Let's talk about something else. Let's let's switch gears, right? So, obviously, you know, I make YouTube videos and other videos, and I edit videos, and I do all these things, and just great, great work, great work, right? And while I'm doing videos or working or whatever, I often watch YouTube. I watch it to get better. I watch it to get inspired. I watch it just to pass time, um, because the work I do isn't very intensive anyway. But as I was watching, a recent creator that I just discovered, they said something that made me happy for them, but depressed the hell out of me for the moment, right? And they're very successful. Very successful, over a million subs. People just flock to their channel, those sort of things. Um, They're a normal person, relatively normal person in my opinion. And they said... They've never had a quote-unquote real job. Their first job was streaming. And that, that was a punch to the gut for me. Like, they've never not done what they've wanted to do in life. And that, like, for a job. And that's amazing. I'm so very happy for them and proud of them. And they were younger. They were younger in their 20s but it's amazing when you get to live your dream you didn't have to go to college when you don't want to because i think college is is actually a worthy endeavor if you know what you're going for and you really want to do that i think you should get lost a little bit and then find yourself and then go to college personally um but that's neither here nor there but they started streaming there was success now i know that doesn't that's not everybody. That's you know the once, the once out of every hundred thousand million people, but they made it, and they never knew, the sting of working a job that they hated. A soul-sucking, soul-crushing job that they hated, or a mundane job that they just don't really care for. They get to do the thing that they love often. And they do well enough that that's all they need to do and to me that is amazing that is that is the goal to do what you love Or do if you don't love what you do at least do it do it at minimum so you can make maximum whatever right because you can always make money you can't make time but what this young person it's a job job has allowed them to do is have their freedom of time and they can do what they want and they can take their job that they do anywhere they want and i'm not going to say anything like i was born in the wrong generation but i do know the generation right after mine is the generation that isn't doing things conventionally right out the gate for us a lot of my people a lot of the people in my generation we did things conventionally right out the gate Realize, holy crap, this isn't working. And then we reverse course. And we've been trying to reverse course ever since. But for them, they already know, whoa, I don't want that. That's a, That looks awful and sounds awful and everything. Let me try to forge my own path right away. Let me try to do what I do. And I think that's wonderful. There is a certain romance and struggle and working a job you hate and those sort of things. There's the war stories you can tell the the camaraderie that you develop, but yeah, I think it's better to just not. <laughs> I think it's better to not have to experience struggle if you don't have to, because that person that streamer who's doing very well for themselves, they might wake up one day and be like, you know what, I I want a nine to five. I just want to clock in, clock out, and not have to worry about it. creating content for people all the time. But hey, at least they have the option. At least they have the option of going to school if they want to. And really finding out who they are. Or continuing to find out who they are. But they probably already found out who they are. And I can't always say that for me. I'm still finding out new things about myself all the time. And I'm I'm continually surprised. Some good surprises. not Some not so good surprises. But that's part of the human condition. That's part of being alive. You find... New out new things about yourself all the time. Nobody is static. Nobody has to be static. What you believe yesterday, you don't have to believe today or tomorrow. But this sounds like I'm so I'm giving advice, so I'm gonna get out for that. Next topic, possibly last topic. I'm here to talk about the mm, how do you say it? easy payment shows slash commercials. What am I talking about? The Home Shopping Network, the QVC, those sort of things. Um. I remember growing up, I would watch, I would occasionally catch those shows, and the things they would be selling are so fantastical, especially, I was always drawn to when they sold the swords and the knives, and I was like, oh man, that's amazing, I want a sword, I want a knife, Um, obviously, because I was into cutlery like that, and weaponry and martial arts and things like that, so I was like, sword, awesome, I want a sword, but... Obviously, I, I, as a child, I wouldn't get that, and growing up, now I wouldn't get that either. But they make it so appealing. Whatever they're selling, they make it so appealing. Those people on those shows are excellent salespeople. They are top-notch. Because there's things I'm definitely not interested in, and they buy them. I remember my buddy, he bought his computer from one of those shows. Why? Because it's a great computer, and they made it sound amazing. Now, he probably only uses it to watch... Well, we're not going to talk about that. But, he still got it. He still got it. Now, I remember me seeing this one show. It was a cutlery show. And I saw it all the time, right? And why I was drawn to that show is because the personalities on the show were so super interesting. They were just some interesting people who, like happened to be selling knives, and swords, and other things, and I was like, man, these people are hilarious, they're engaging, they're fun, they're interesting, let me watch some more, alright, and then it happened, I got struck by a deal that was too good to pass up, it was so many knives, so many knives, an abundance of knives, and I said, well, for that price, psh, let's do it, are you kidding me, let's go ahead and get that, so I ordered it, and I bought it, and the amount of knives that came in this set are ridiculous, I, it was so, it was too many knives to deal with, I had, I had the Crocodile Dundee knife, had, I had ninja knives, I just, anything, any kind of knife that wasn't kitchenware, you name, I had it. I had a buck knife like it was it was it was overwhelming actually and for much less than $100 for scarily less than $100 and they were all sharp they were all stabbingly sharp they were all slicingly sharp they were very honest and I'm like who was making this stuff in abundance like this I am scared so I ended up giving away most of the knives uh, to people because Hey, why not? I don't know. I I may regret that. I don't want to be an accomplice in anything. I didn't give away most of them. I gave away a good amount of them. Like, the really some of the really cool ones. Um, Then others, I don't know where those knives are. I don't know where the rest of those knives are. I don't. I look at my old house. They're not there. I didn't throw them away. Someone steal them? I don't know. Somewhere there's a box of knives just floating in the in in the ether hopefully they found a good home where somebody melted them and threw them away or sold the metal for something because that was too many knives Mm, mm, mm. but i still want i still want still want to sort it too i still want to sort it too why not just for collection but i already have too much stuff i have way too much stuff And I have way small space for it. I am overloaded with stuff. And I still somehow find a way to get new stuff all the time. And so when I clean, it's not really just, nothing's dirty. It's just messy because I have so much stuff on top of stuff. And I live with my significant other, who has much more stuff than I do. So all it is is stuff on top of stuff combined with stuff on another stuff. Talking about stuff, I got to clock out. Hold on for a second. But with those knives, I wonder why I was so transfixed on those knives. Why I was so just focused on those knives. Because I don't go around slashing people and slash or things. And slash or slash slash things. Slash. Uh, So why did I want those knives so badly? I wanted it because they sold them to me. And by they, I mean... The internet, well, not well, yeah, the internet, was, I mean, the internet was fully in place by then because the internet's been around my whole life, so that's a weird thing to say, um, but I have no practical uses for the knives that I had. Again, I don't go around stabbing people, I don't hunt, there's no, I, I'm not a martial arts instructor, and even if I was, I don't know why I'd be using sharpened blades to show anyone anything. It was just to have, and that's that's interesting to me. I wonder how many things that I have in my possession that are just to have. Uh, I hope not many now. I hope not many. But if there is anything, it's books. Yep, it is books. I thought I bought the books so I could read them, but after years of not reading most of the books I bought, I realize now I just have them. Because I like the idea of them. I like the romantic idea of, I'm going to read this book. Problem is, I only really like reading fiction and I only like listening to nonfiction. If it's a fiction book, I'm most likely, I, well, not, at this point, not most likely going to read it, but there's a better chance of me reading it than if it's non-fiction. If it's non-fiction, it's definitely got to be audio. Imagine how awesome it would be if right here, I would have put some sort of audio book style um sponsorship commercial or plug or anything right here it would have been perfect it would have been seamless it would have been effortless <laughs> but because i'm not sponsored right now and i will not sell out because no one's trying to get me to sell out it won't be but yeah i'm wondering i throughout the the decades that i've lived it's like okay What am I collecting just to collect this time? And I can't say it now, but I'm starting to feel like hmm, maybe the music thing is collecting to collect now because as of right now, I have four guitars. I have four guitars, but I have two guitars. Why do I say that? Because two of my guitars are absolute crap. They are crap. I hate them. I'm never going to play them again. One's broken, so it can't be played again, and it costs more Then it's worth two fix, And the other one's just really, really crappy. It was cheap. It was crappy. I want to dispose of them both, right? But I'm probably not. But all of a sudden, even though I only play two guitars, I have four guitars. I have four guitars. And that's crazy because at one point I had one guitar. (laughs) At one point in the not-too-distant past, I had one guitar and now I have four. And two, the two that I play now, I bought this year. I bought this year. I bought one out of necessity, and I was using that up until it needed to be taken to the shop, and then I brought the other one because I said, in case this one ever needs to go to the shop, I need something I can play. Here's the thing, I'm planning on buying another one. Now, that's going to be a while. It's going to be a while till I buy another one. But then I also have so many pedals. I have pedals. I have guitar pedals that I don't even use yet. But I bought them because I want to use them. And they were there. But a couple pedals became a couple more and a couple more. And I'm like, oh. And when I thought I had all the pedals that I need, I remembered, oh, there's actually two more pedals that I need to get. For a total of, I have these many pedals. By the time you listen to this, I will have played them all. Because I refuse to not have played all the pedals. But, I have maybe played half of them. A couple of them sat in the Amazon box. A couple of the pedals sat in the Amazon box for a minute. That's saying nothing because the other pedals before, they sat in their box for a minute. A long minute. So now I'm just collecting gear that I'm not using. And that is frustrating, so I'm actually gonna use the gear. I'm actually gonna use it, cause use the gear, use the books, use everything, because I bought it, I paid money for it, and I'm going to use it. The good thing here is, this is actually all stuff I can use. That's the good thing. That is the difference between buying knives that just looked good, and buying stuff that will help my creative endeavors. Because I might not be able to rip people to shreds, but I can shred my guitar people to rips. That was bad. That was bad. I know. I know, but we got through it. And that's important. Speaking of getting through it, it's the end of the show. I know we had a great time. You thought this was going to be forever, and now you realize, oh, this isn't forever. But guess what? Know that I have forever amount of episodes in the back catalog for you to listen to. I think they're pretty interesting. Listen up till now. You can see kind of the evolution, de-evolution of whatever this is. The is Told by Reese podcast. You can listen to when I had one name and I decided to change it. And then you can just listen to how I've descended into madness ever since. You can go on the journey with me. And I always appreciate you going on the journey with me because sometimes it's better to travel with partners, people. Sometimes solo travel is fun. But I always enjoy it when people find themselves in my little corner of the universe. I'm glad when they stay a while and we chat and we connect and we understand each other just a little bit better. Or maybe not at all. For me, it's about the journey and the destination. And speaking of destination, looks like your ride is here. You're gonna have to go now. But next time, I'm gonna lay out the blankets for you. You can lay on the the cosmic couch. You can lay on the space couch and spend the space night. But in space, what is night or day, who knows? So at some point, you'll still have to go. And that point is right now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Is Told by Reese podcast. Remember, streaming on all platforms. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I can't wait to hear from you next time. Until then, I'll see you later. Thanks.